Hi, and welcome to the Lone Star Play Podcast, where we sit, eat, chat, and repeat. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong, and we are coming to you from Austin, Texas. The Lone Star Play Podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city for local restaurants, stores, butchers, farmers markets, and more who are using organic, fresh, artisanal, and local sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. All right, guys, and thank you for joining me for our special 50th episode. That's right, 50th episode. Um, yeah, it's crazy, right? 50 episodes. Um, so I just want to thank everybody who's listened, watched us on YouTube, or followed us on social media. You know, none of this is possible without you. So thank you very much for supporting us, subscribing to the podcast. And you know what? If you haven't, please do us a favor. Look, it's the 50th episode. I never ask favors. Go on to whatever platform you listen and just leave us a review somehow. That would be awesome. Um, Positive one would be ideal, but, uh, you know, freedom of speech and all. So uh, (laughs) maybe I just opened a can of worms. I I didn't want to. Um, So Anyway, we're still going strong. In fact, we just keep getting better. You know, every week we just keep getting better and growing. Um, Guests keep getting better. We're, you know, as you know, we made sort of a pivot, you know, halfway through the season. Well, really kind of at this point, episode wise, you know, really a third through, you know, the pandemic hit in March and we basically almost, honestly, we almost had to scrap the podcast. So, um, yes, that is, you know, crazy. Right. And what do we do? We pivoted. And what did we, on top of that, because we were remote, we knew we could go after anybody. So we just opened up the books and started contacting, um, you know, I don't know how you want to put it more, you know, famous Texans. Right. And they responded and, um, look, we've had some people say no, Okay, probably more than some people, Um, but you got to keep going. You got to keep sending. And uh, that's what we did. We sent a bunch of stuff and um, people responded, you know, and yeah, we got a lot of people on. And, you know, you guys have been enjoying these these great podcasts. That's how we've been getting all these new listeners. So thank you to everyone that's just joining us. Um, Don't forget, we got a nice back catalog of stuff. Uh, It's a little bit different. Um, Again, we used to sit in a studio and eat, you know, eat some food. Um, and talk with the guest. And, you know, now we've pivoted. Now we're just remotely talking to uh, people. And because of that and, you know, COVID and whatnot, we're not eating or anything or ordering out. So, yeah, it just totally changed. But at the same time, we're still able to have these great conversations virtually. I think, um, you know, first of all, the technology is there to do it. And um, again, we're just able to reach a, a wider assortment of people. They don't have to be in Austin uh, for us to interview them or come to Austin. So, um, you know, we're able to reach out to people that have left Texas or still live here or had an experience and whatever, you know, moved on. So yeah, it's been really, really nice. Um, and we're excited about the pivot. We hope you are too. stick with us with the journey. We're going to continue. We have a lot of great guests, uh, lined up and great episodes coming out. And, um, you know, there's going to be some, some surprises. Look, we hope to be the best podcast in Texas. Okay, that's going to happen. That's my goal. I go for what I want. And, you know, as a team, I think that's what we all want. Um, and, you know, I don't know if everyone else that does a podcast with me here is behind me, but that's what I'm going for. So I hope they are too. I know they are. 
I'm just kidding. Okay, so um, yeah, so really excited about that. So thank you to you guys, and that, that's a little backstory. Um, so yeah, stick with us. Great stuff coming. All right, look, um, before we get to our guest today, who is Casey James, all right? Maybe I should have said that at the beginning, but I didn't. Um, we are, I'm going to give you guys a little behind the scenes top five things that sort of happened, um, you know, to us in the podcast uh, that are kind of, you know, crazy, embarrassing, whatever, just some stuff that that's just kind of uh, unusual. So, um, yeah. So we'll get to our guest, Casey James, um, who was on American Idol famously, finished third in the finale, almost won it. They almost read his name. They didn't say it. Uh, so anyway, uh, it, look, it was a great podcast. I'm really happy that Casey's on the 50th episode. Um, we just really connected. It was a great, like he said, it was like old high school friends, you know, getting together. I couldn't agree with that sentiment more. We had such a great time. We laughed so much. Um, and yeah, it was just so much fun. It started off just hilariously. Um, and you'll see why when, when the interview comes around, <laughs> Um, and yeah, just a great down to earth, you know, Texan. I love talking to Texans. I'm glad that when I talk to famous people, they're Texans, you know what I mean? So I just know that there's going to be this cool side to them. Um, you know, hopefully they haven't lost that about them. Um, even if they've just come here and stayed a while and lived here, right. We're not all born here, but you know, when we come to Texas, it's, it all becomes a part of us. So, uh, anyway, God, not to get sentimental. Yeah, hey, it's the 50th episode. I'm going to do what I want. So, Okay. All right. Uh, where was that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Top five things that happened to us behind the scenes in the podcast. Here we go. All right. Uh, number five. Okay. So it, it was a guest not wanting to eat. This is when we were doing the show. We had a studio. People would come and I would order food and we'd sit down and we'd eat. So this one, you know what? I, I'm not going to say it. Okay. I don't want to say any names. I'm not going to say any names. All right. So this one time we had a guest come in and um, they didn't want to eat. And it was kind of funny. Um, you know, it was hilarious. Um, and I didn't take offense. Um, look, it's not a big deal. It, it, you know, it's actually happened a couple times, to be honest with you. So I can't even just say one one guest. But um, it was just kind of like, OK, yeah, well, we're not eating um, and no problem. So, you know, <laughs> It was just a, you know, I'd already ordered food. I had it there. Then I didn't eat, right? So it kind of just threw the podcast, these episodes, but they were good podcasts on their own, the conversation. So at the end of the day, didn't really matter. Um, we, we pushed forward, but I thought that was funny. Um, so, okay, number four. Um, all right, power going out. I was doing a podcast. I, I can't say a name here because this is funny with Nikki Stringfield, okay? And we're like 20 minutes in and the power just goes out. Boom. I think I said in the podcast, I'm not sure, but uh, you know, that, that was, that never happened to me. I've been doing podcasting, I guess, I guess, I guess, uh, for like five years now. Um, not with this particular podcast, you know, we launched, launched and like I launched, I can't even speak right now. We launched in January, 2020, right? So we're very new podcast. Uh, we're halfway through, um, you know, the year. Anyway, um, yeah, the power just goes out, everything, boom. And I'm just <laughs> just not having a good day. Uh, I was already not having a good day. And that actually has to do with number one, uh, but we'll get to that. So 
yeah, that happened. Power goes out. I have to reschedule with her. And, you know, I felt bad for her too. Um, she took time out of her day and I just hated that. Right. It really, that's what bothered me the most is that the guests suffered. Um, and we were having a good conversation. So that, that sort of got interrupted, but look, we were able to reschedule and put out a great episode that y you guys have loved and, and watched. And, um, you know, she posts on her page and it got viewed a ton of times. Um, so thank you, Nikki, for that. If you're listening. Um, so yeah, power going out crazy did just it didn't ruin any, any of my stuff so you know if you're a podcaster out there or you do anything you're recording or something you know have a have a surge protector okay that definitely helps protect all your equipment um it's not really a backup situation when it's remote because you got the camera and you sort of need internet um so yeah you could be recording your own audio but what does it matter it's it's the conversation is done. I, we could have used the first part of it, but I didn't want to connect the two. So that's what you, there is a 20 minute Nikki Streamfield, you know, episode that there's a partial episode that will never be heard, you know, never. I, I have it maybe one day, who knows? Anyway. Okay. Um, all right. Number three, right. And that's going to be, again, I won't say names, but I had a guest and, their assistant wanted to be on the podcast as well. Um, and that can happen, I guess. It's not, not a problem. Um, but I, what I didn't know is that they would be chiming in during the podcast, um, you know, which I would have to then edit out, right? Telling me where to go with the conversation. So that kind of bothered me. That was just unusual. Um, I'm not angry about it or anything. It was just unusual. I'd never done an interview like that. So I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I'm used to just doing podcasts. It's just first time that that it happened. I've had people, you know, listening in and maybe they're signaling the person they're talking to, to, to say something, but not directly to me. Right. So, um, you know, look, it's, I don't really like, you know, you, you guys listen to the podcast, it's very free form. And we just sort of open a conversation. You know, I think a lot of the guests are, when it starts, it's kind of like, where's this going? And then, you know, as you find out, it just blossoms into this beautiful thing. You know, they say one thing and then it just clicks one thing and boom, you have this great organic conversation. That's why it feels so real and, and intimate and great. And, you know, um, hopefully unlike anything that guest has done. Right. I want to give you guys a good example of a, of a guest interview that they've never had before. Um, so anyway, yeah, that that talking in my ear, it was just kind of uh, just threw me off. And um, yeah, you guys will never know what what episode that was. But um, and you can't even tell, you know, I, I handled it like a champ because I am. OK, so let's move on. All right. Um, number two, this was crazy okay definitely could have been number one honestly uh but something recent top that <laughs> i didn't think it would um this was again my it was my worst day in podcasting ever that turned out to be now it's number two but uh and i can say the guest name it was jolene uh, this was in the beginning journey again um and she's been on twice actually she's she's one of the few guests that have have been on twice um so anyway she this was the first time she was on. We were at the studio and actually Trevor, who used to help in the beginning, um, silent Trevor, um, he, uh, he, he had gotten sick. So when we got to the studio, so he couldn't help with the, with the podcast and I had already done one and we had another one coming up. Anyway, I have to deal with the food. Remember we're getting food delivered right in the middle of the podcast. So that's what would happen. Trevor would set it down while we're doing the podcast. We get about halfway through. Well, I got to go do it now. 
So I literally have to get up in the middle of the podcast with Jolene. I keep trying to check my messages. It was just, I really didn't like that. I felt like I didn't give her the attention she deserved. Uh, but anyway, I get the message. I walk out the door. And I go down out to the parking lot to get the food. And when I go to go back up, uh, first of all, the driver is lost. So I'm having to help the driver get to the parking lot of the studio. Mind you, it is confusing. It's the back of a church. It's complicated. It's off of South Congress and in, in, in Austin. Anyway, you know, crazy. So I, get, I go outside. I get the food. Finally, I go to go back into the studio. You know, like a lot of these places, the door locks. Okay, the door locks when you go in and out of these places. So and I didn't have my phone on me. And we're recording live in a podcast. Okay. My guest is in the studio trying to carry the podcast on her own. I asked her just to riff for a little while. Like, who am I, guys? I'm the worst podcaster on the planet for doing that. But she handled it like a champ. One, I did that because she's my friend. So I know her. I, I felt con- I knew she could handle it, but it was still a lot to ask of somebody. Uh, anyway. I'm thinking, what am I going to do? I'm stuck outside. The podcast is going. Trevor's sick. The driver just got a lot. This is a nightmare. Boom. I got my Apple Watch. I couldn't believe it. I look, I had just gotten the thing. I looked down at it. Oh, I can use this. So I, I call the guy that runs the studio, Grant. Shout out to Grant and Permanent Records. And he opens, comes down and, and lets me in. And I go up, finish the podcast. Boom, boom you know, boom, boom. I don't know if that's a word, but you know, bam, I just, whew, we finished it. We, we finished on top. See, these are things that happen. I see you guys don't know. We released the episode that, that we do everything we can to get the, the product out, but there's always some, you know, drama going on that we got to put fires out. I'm okay with that. That's part of it. Um, so that's number two. That, that was just like literally one of the worst days that I'd had. Um, anyway, uh, and Trevor got better. You know, he ended up helping on the next podcast and, um, you know, it, you know, it was just a, oof, I know he felt bad, but gosh, that's kind of funny. I mean, now definitely, you know, getting locked out in the middle of a park. I don't know if that's ever happened to anybody anyway. Okay. Number one, um, I definitely will not say the name. Um, but we had a guest and it was actually an episode that never got released. Um, we had a guest and I had recorded the guest and we did the podcast. I thought it went great. And when we went to send it to them to let them know we, you know, we want to put it out, they were not happy that we had done video as well. Now, if you've, you know, familiar with our show, we do video as well. You can see it on YouTube. We use the clips on social media. So plus we're doing a Zoom call and recording it. I mean, it's part of our thing we send out. So anyway, they didn't think we had made that clear. And, um, you know, in all fairness, maybe we did. You know, I don't know. I don't want to get into the semantics of it, but this was just a very high profile guest. Okay. Award winning statue winning guest. That's all I'll say. I can't say more. It was just crazy. Okay. Just like one of the biggest guests we thought we could get. Um, And I was disappointed because I really love this person and I thought we had a great conversation. I was really uh, happy to uh, share their inspiring words and story. Um, and their accomplishments. They accomplished a lot as a, as, as a human being um, and as a Texan, and we wanted to showcase that. So I was really disappointed that that, that didn't happen. And that's a, really the, the worst thing about it all is that, that that didn't come out and people didn't get to, to you know, um, share in it. Um, so yes, and, and I was, 
going crazy when that happened. I just thought this is the end of the world. You know, I've never upset a guest before and they were upset, um, really upset with me. And I didn't know how to handle it, to be honest with you. Um, I got some advice and was able to, you know, t take care of things. Um, so yeah, but it was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, doing it, but you know, these things happen, you know, and you got to move on. And that's, you know, that was the worst thing. But at the same time, you know, we still keep all these great episodes going out. So there's just a lot of things that try to hold you back in life. And that's just life, period. But you just got to keep pushing through. And you guys get a show and you don't really get to see what happens behind the scenes and all the drama and all the stuff. And, you know, it's crazy. But yeah, so that's it. Those are the top things. I hope you enjoyed it um and got some laughs out of it and enjoyed it just as much as i did so okay and uh last thing we're gonna do here is do a quick shout out to um everyone who works on the show here um i just think that's important 50 episodes let, let's get you know you guys don't you only see me you hear me i'm you know sick of me probably um so look quick shout out to our fearless leader that's sebastian sourborn okay so thank you sebastian um you know, he makes all of this happen. You know, he runs Texas Real Food that runs the podcast that, you know, pays for all of this and takes care of all this, um, you know, and many other things. He's a genius. He's had this all thought out. Um, it was his idea to really pivot and really make that choice, um, you know, for us to really start doing what we're doing. And he just always had it in mind. Um, and to be honest, I thought maybe he was a little crazy you know, for wanting to do what he wanted to do. But, you know, you got to be a little crazy to make things happen. So I got, you know, mad respect for him. Um, and yeah, big shout out to Sebastian. Honestly, none of this would happen without Sebastian. So th that's not numero uno. Um, I wouldn't be sitting here. Y'all wouldn't have the guests that you have and the great show that you have. And um, we're just going to keep getting better. So thank you to Sebastian. Boom. Thank you. Um, okay. Next, Nevena. All right, she's our podcast manager. She is the glue that holds this together. Okay, that is the truth. Without her, I, I wouldn't even know what to do. Okay, she handles everything. Um, I, I really look to her to a lot, um, you know, because I'm a bumbling idiot. Um, and she is just amazing. You know, she handles all posting and it just helps with a lot of decisions of the show and the direction of it. And, um, you know, finalizes things with guests and gets that last thing scheduled, um, you know, and sets up times, handles any issues, um, you know, talks to them after the show to, you know, make sure everything was okay and sends out links and stuff to share and keeps in contact and networking. And, and she just knows a lot. She works on other podcasts. She just really smart. Um, and she's great. And I'm really happy. She's on our team. She's that type of person where you're like, you know, I'm glad you're on our team. Because if you were on the other side, you'd be competing against me. And I don't like that. So, yes, really happy she's on our team. Um, and, yeah, she does so much. So thank you, Nevena, for everything you do. And thank you for putting up with me, especially. Um, all right. Uh, and I talk to her all the time. Definitely the person I talk to the most about the podcast, hands down, um, is Nevena, for sure. So, um, uh, okay. You know, she has control of my schedule. She can book things for me. She, you know, without her, I wouldn't be as organized either. She's just on top of everything. Okay. Okay. I I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Okay. Thank you. Never <laughs> All right. And next is Corey. Corey is a new addition. She came on uh, basically at the pivot here, you know, and she's basically the one that's the initial 
person that sends out, uh, you know, the email to book people. So she's been doing a great job, really, you know, crafted a, a beautiful, uh, you know, crafts these beautiful emails to all these people, um, to their contacts, their reps, their agents, whoever. Um, and we've been getting some great people and she's just really great, really positive. Um, you know, and so happy to have her on board. Um, you know, without her, we wouldn't be having the guests that we have either. So she sort of sets it up. Nevena comes and, you know, spikes it. And then I don't really know what I do now that we're talking about it. Um, <laughs> I just show up and talk to people. That's it. I, I do the talking. Um, so yes, thank you to Corey. She's awesome. Um, really happy to have her uh, as well. So we've got a great team. And yeah, between Nevin and Corey, that's who, you know, really is making this happen. Um, and oh, you know, how can I forget? Um, Emmett. My gosh, sorry, Emmett. Um, yes, Emmett. Emmett developed this thing. Okay, what what am I talking about? Emmett and, and Sebastian and I developed this thing, but really Emmett and Sebastian really had a good idea to do a podcast, so it brought me on and I helped. I don't really know what I helped with, but they, you know, Emmett's sort of the, you know, creative content director, if you want to put it, you know, he handles all, making sure the sound's good, the studio, video, making sure I do these things right, um, that I edit the episode right and, you know, make things, you know, sound good and whatnot. Um, I've leaned on him so much. Um, you know, he's taught me so many things and, um, yeah, really, really happy to work with Emmett. Um, and we do video, other video stuff together. We just had a good time. Look, I've stayed at his house and I've drank whiskey with his mother. Okay. In, um, in England, in London. So, you know, I, I know him. Um, I've seen him in his whitey tidies when he walks around at night. Sorry, Emmett. I just, I just threw that out. I just threw you under the bus, dog. I'm just kidding. He doesn't. They're red. They're not whitey tidies. They're ready tidies. Um, so uh, like Union Jack, like little whitey. Anyway. Um, okay. <laughs> so Emmett, you're the man, you know, helped develop this. He's awesome. Um, and he look, he stayed at my house here in, in Austin. So, we, you know, we've stayed at each other's houses. So, yes, really happy that Emmett's you know, on board as well. And um, yes, so thank you to the whole team. We got this great team. And look, there's a whole like social media team. Look, social media, web development, all this stuff behind the website and, and everything, you know, people that post online and, and do all that stuff for us as well. There's just a whole other team um, even behind, behind us uh, as well. So just thank you to everybody. Um, you know, you guys are awesome. The, the, we wouldn't have this without everybody's hard work and putting in um, the effort that everyone does. So Let's keep going. We're going to do this. And thank you to you guys for listening. Uh, without you guys, again, none of this will be possible. We do it all for you. So thank you so much. And uh, yeah, this is our 50th episode. Look, um, I've done enough talking. Okay, I've taken up enough of your time. And I apologize. We always get right to the guests. But again, this is our 50th episode. So let's just get to the guests now. Okay, so very excited. It's kind of a long interview. This is going to be a long 50th episode, but it's worth it. Okay, this is... Um, Casey James. Yeah, really excited. Again, we had a great time. So let's uh, let's get to it, guys. All right. Let me introduce you to my guest, Casey James. You got a nice little setup there. This is it. Well, I, yeah, this is my job. So I got to I got to I got to look professional. Not me, dude. I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> OK, well. I'm just going to admit something. Me neither. 
This is the first first interview I've ever done where neither of the dudes that I'm <laughs> just right off the bat too. We're just like that's the first thing we admit. Just let it be. It's, it's yeah. real. I'm pulling the curtain back. I'm just literally pulling the curtain back. I'm gonna let everybody know. I never wear pants on the podcast. I mean, it's just you can't see it. It's pointless. It's, it's pointless. pointless. Although my wife uh would probably wish I did. <laughs> uh, to be honest with you. Uh yeah, she's uh, How are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm I'm really happy to be talking to you, brother. Hey, right back at you. I appreciate you guys reaching out. This is cool. I'm a Texan to the bone, man. So anything that's Texas oriented, I'm all about it. That's what I'm talking about. Absolutely, man. Yeah, it's um it's this podcast is great just getting to meet people that are from Texas, honestly, that I had no idea. You, I did know that you were from Texas. I had actually seen you on American Idol. So, um, you know, I, I knew you were from there. Um, and you grew up in. If you don't know, up, if you don't know that I'm from Texas, then you yeah. don't know anything about me. I mean, I'm like the epitome of a Texan that's always yelling about how awesome Texas is. So trust me, everybody that knows me knows I'm Texan. That's what I'm talking about. And you were born. You were born in uh, Plano, but raised in Fort Worth. Is that right? Pretty much. I mean, I actually was born in Plano, and then we lived in McKinney, Princeton, Plano, uh, Grand Prairie, Forney, Texas, uh, Mineral Wells. Oh wow! And then I grew up essentially in a town called Cool, which is Got in it. between Mineral Wells and Weatherford on one eighty. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I, I actually grew up uh, near Fort Worth as well in the HEB Grapevine, Colleyville area. Yeah, man. The worst traffic ever until they finally finished 820. Yeah. <laughs> I went through the other day. I'm like, I'm so bummed that I don't live here anymore. It makes me so sad. There's like five lanes everywhere. Totally. It's gorgeous, man. Every time I go back up there, it's they've added another highway or, or a toll road or something, or, you know, it's, yeah. it changes. I know. I, I, last time I went, I went back, I went to, um, Weatherford and dude, it's, it's like a whole different city now. There's literally an entirely new road system that wasn't yeah. there at all. Yeah. Somebody yeah. was like, yeah, man, just jump on. I don't remember the name of it. Something, maybe something parkway or something. And I was like, uh, what like what are you talking about and they're like yeah it's just right past such a you know i can't remember where it was or totally. whatever the point is i there's a whole new road system i'm like only in texas can they do this man i love it like overnight except they can't yeah. manage to uh, finish 35 i'm in austin um <laughs> yeah. yeah you're you're in the struggle city i mean you're not nearly as bad as Houston though, so that's good. oh yes, Houston is a nightmare. Um, good people, horrible road system. I mean, the road it is just despicable there. The 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 traffic, it's it really is. Uh, but you're right, beautiful city, and just that's kind of Texas. Like Dallas has some congestion too, but they have, you know, just like we we're talking about, they got all these roadways and everything. Fort Worth as well. They just built it in a way that Dude, you know. It. It's grid. Give me, can they give me some loops? Yeah. Sense. Dude, not Lots of loops. I realize that I was super jaded and so lucky growing up. I mean, so many different reasons, obviously, but like the road systems, dude, I mean, nowhere in the nation 
where you've got that much population and trust me, I know, man, I've been around. <laughs> nobody else does it like we do. Nobody. I mean, you want to talk about a horrible road system. Nashville looks like somebody grabbed a, uh, some noodles from a spaghetti thing and just put it against the wall and they're like, all right, now name them. And you only get four <laughs> names. You have to name them all the same name and put like Avenue and street and, you know, yeah, just take Granny White Parkway and then take a left on Granny White Drive and then you're going to take a right <laughs> on Granny White uh, Avenue. It's like, come on, guys. Horrible. Yeah, that that is funny about Nashville. You're right. That's uh, that's hilarious. Oh, gosh. Um, so, yeah, so you have noticed that um, Texas has changed and all of that. Um, I'm curious. So you're in Nashville right now. That, that's I where am, you, yeah. right? You, you live there and you have a new group, right? I, I saw this group um, from researching. Um, it's called Texas Hill, yeah. right? So you, you joined with two other guys that were from The Voice. So you're the lone American oh. Idol, right? <laughs> lone Wolf. <laughs> I love that. And one of the other guys is from Texas, too. And then the other guy grew yeah. up on like, I guess, tell a little bit about the story of the name of that, because it's kind of so cool, actually. We, man, I mean, you'd be you'd be mind blown to to just to talk like to if we had the conversation and I really told you the extent of what it took to name a band, you would you would literally be like, you guys are morons. But <laughs> it's it's tough, man, because any name that you can think of, it's taken. And totally. not only is it taken, but it's taken and actually being used most of the time. And uh, we um, we really struggled, man. And so we got to this point. We had this list, and we're working through it. And you know, everybody's vetoing this and vetoing that. And and we kind of took a minute, and we were all just kind of sitting there. And I made, and I'm very proud. It was actually it was it was me that made the statement. I said, look, there's always going to be a reason why not to name our band something let's name our band something because of a reason. Like, let's have a reason. And I said, and we had talked about Texas Hill because for a lot of reasons that I'll tell you in a second, but those reasons were more real and relevant to us than anything else. And so in the end, even though, especially in, you know, in a, when you're dealing with like a national or even worldwide possible situation which certainly we are because of of our careers and solo careers and stuff and just what we've done you don't necessarily want to be thought of as like a regional act and i but i just didn't fear that at all i was like you know what uh, it doesn't matter to me because number one i love texas yeah. number two you're not going to be the story i mean and it's a true story it's like look i literally grew up on a hill in texas you know I'm Texas to the bone, you know, yeah. Craig Boyd, also Texas to the bone, you know, and you got Adam who grew up on a street called Texas Hill. And furthermore, his brother, who was a musician, started a band called Texas Hill and Adam was supposed to go out there and join the band and his brother passed away. So this crazy long journey for Adam specifically yeah. to go from being what would have been a band of brothers called Texas Hill to spend another 20 years to get back into a band with brothers who have been through what he's been through with the reality TV craziness 
have put as much time and effort into our craft as we have, as he has, you know, because he's an amazingly talented dude. It's, it's beyond belief. Only to get back to a point where he's back in a band of brothers called Texas Hill. And when I said that, it was kind of like, what are we doing? Why are we fighting this? We just need to just go with it, you know? And so we made yeah. the decision and, and, you know, we'll deal with, I, I know there'll be repercussions, but it's like, at the end of the day, I, I don't care. And none, none of the other guys do either. We just, we love the name. It's original. It's real to us. It has meaning. It doesn't just, it, I mean, I love the way it sounds and looks, but it also, we didn't name it that just because of that. It actually has meaning. And not many people, I feel like, you know, at least we couldn't say that about any of the other options. They were cool. But sure. They they didn't mean anything, you know? So yeah. it was like, let's just do what's real to us. And that's the same way we're approaching the music. And, you know, it's just one of the many reasons why I love doing it. Yeah. I think that's, uh, it's kind of like getting a tattoo almost, right? Like you don't want to just get a tattoo. It has to have a reason. I don't know. That's my, I only have two tattoos and they have a lot of meaning behind them. Um, yeah, right. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. It's like, you can get it and it can be cool. And if that's your vibe, like, cause a lot of people do. And I know a lot of sure. cats that have tattoos Me all too. over. Hey, what's that one about? And they're like, yes. Yeah. At the shop. <laughs> yeah, like, totally. totally. Yeah, some balls, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. I mean, way to go. Uh, you got yeah. something stuck on your body for the rest of your life that you just saw at the moment and did like, good for you. That's not my jam, but I'm proud of you, you know, but yeah, I feel like it definitely needs to have, something substantial because you know just like a tattoo this is going to be around you know and it, it means something to you you know plus exactly. just look at the passion you have talking about it right if it was like i don't know you know orange sunday or some shit you know you you, you wouldn't have you know how hard it is you know yeah exactly <laughs> no like, totally about to say what is he gonna say totally <laughs> That's your next album. Sundays are my, it's my favorite flavor. People <laughs> <love> ice cream. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, I've talked to a lot of bands and artists and they look, they all say the same thing, really like that naming the group or the band. It's just like, just tiring and annoying. And, you know, at the end of the day, you end up sort of going back to something you first thought of oh. or like you, like you got, you know, it's something that has meaning and you just don't, like you said, don't fight it. Plus, yeah. you, you're using Texas. I know you said that thing about the regional. Look, Texas has, you know, you've traveled. Texas has a, a power behind it that no other state has, Very true. you know, in the world. So if you call it like Iowa Hill, that's not this, you know, it just doesn't have the same like panache. But Texas is known for kicking ass and taking names, right? Like, true, I think man. it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I haven't been anywhere where people didn't respond and I, I think it's I think it's a good thing when people have a lot of pride about where they come from. You don't want to be a jerk about it, obviously, like sometimes sure. we can be because we are yeah. better at everything than everybody else. But, <laughs> but you know, I mean, I haven't been anywhere where people, you know, were angry about it by any stretch. Everybody always respects that. And, and it's all about having respect for where you're at, but also where you come from. And so even though I'm living here in Nashville, I will always be a Texan in my heart. And, and if things go well for me enough, well enough, I should say, then I will eventually be back in Texas, you know, because yeah. that's where I want to be. But, you know, it's life takes you on journeys, but it, it, it certainly can't take anything out of your heart. 
and that's what Texas means to me, you know. No, oh, that's awesome, man. Um, that came out a little all... bit more poetic than I thought. Than I, I, it's beautiful. I like. We should just end it right there. Like, just <laughs> yeah, boom. Thanks for just, 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 yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. That was just magic. Um, <laughs> I love that Texas is such a part of uh, who you are because it, it is for me too. Um, and you know what? Obviously, you know you're known for American Idol, but obviously known for many other things. But that's really you know you got your big break, but. I'm watching your audition uh, tape today and oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I thought, you know, what I loved about it was, first of all, you never really watched the show. Like, I just love that. You just went in and you were just like, fuck it. Let's, let's do this. Let's give it a go. And your shirt's off by the end of it. So apparently you like taking clothes off. <laughs> no pants, no shirt. You know what's you know what's wild about that situation is that I legitimately didn't have any thought in my mind in regards to the situation at the time. Like, I, it was beyond me that 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 was going to be on TV at the time. Yeah. And so, like, the moment hit, and I was like, and strangely enough, if you watch closely, like most people, kind of feel like. It was the it was the girls like I think it was Victoria Victoria Beckham and Carrie uh, DiGuardio that were kind of really hinting at that, but it really it just started with Victoria saying. Something. Oh yeah, they uh, demanded it. It was they Randy Jackson that actually said, "Well, why don't you just?" And I was like, in my head, man, there was this just moment, and I was thinking to myself, I mean. I take my shirt off every day, all day long. If I'm out in the front of the house and working or doing lawn work or I'm on the beach or at the pool or whatever, we're just most of the time not wearing a shirt anyways. So what, I don't care. You know what I mean? And I thought to myself in that moment, I just felt like this, there was this balance going on where they were kind of deciding how important is this to this dude? Like what yes. would he do? Wow. And, and after I did it, I was so embarrassed and I was so scared that I wasn't going to get the chance to let, you know, people know that I wasn't just a joke, you know, like, Hey, I can't, I did actually put in 10,000 hours on my instrument <laughs> yeah. and, um, you know, play endless hours and endless nights and smoky bar rooms for ne next to no money. It's like, but I did come back out like the next few like segments of the show. And I feel like I did a decent job of representing, you know, myself and in a way that it was helpful and it got me through it you know it got me through the next round so looking back i know that it was the right thing to do but man it certainly could have went a really different way you know <laughs> i could have been that guy that everybody sees like oh my god you're the guy and still you know i guess i still am but at least i've done other things that are good hey man anybody says anything to you it's like hey what have you done you know like Bitch, I was on, like, fuck you. Like, you know, <laughs> God damn it. I, that's what I would be like if somebody said something to me like that. I wouldn't even care. Um, I mean, it's well, just awesome. Man, the cool thing is, is like, if you can make a difference in people's lives just by existing and, and, and then use that influence to be a positive force on their life, that's a great gift. Like, that's an amazing blessing. Like, I think about how many people, like if my neighbor wants to go out and, and, and change people's lives like it's a lot harder for him all i gotta do is like you know walk outside and be nice to people it's so much easier you know and so it's a huge blessing it's a i mean it can be a burden 
anybody that says otherwise is full of garbage. But sure. um, because we have bad days, it's like being a waitress or a waiter, you know, it's like, um, you know, you might have a, a horrible day and people are going to be hammering you and messing with you and you just have to be res respectful of the of the place that you have in the world. And I think the people that can do that are the people that can handle it better. You know what I mean? Like overall. Yeah. And I've never really struggled with it too much. I mean, there have been a couple moments in my life where people were so disrespectful and weird that it, it kind of gets underneath your skin. But it's so rare that people do it that way. Most of my encounters and interactions with, with people, whether they know me or not, are really good, you know. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah, I would hope so. Um, yeah, of course. There's always, you know, there's assholes everywhere, no oh, yeah. matter who you are, right? I mean, hey, read the news. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. That's exactly right. Um, yeah, gosh. And plus, look, you got um, Simon Cow to sort of criticize you, right? Like, I think any a lot of people would just want to do it just for that. Right. It's crazy because, right. I mean, I didn't know. I, you know. I knew nothing about it going in. Yeah. That's what's so crazy about it. That's what I love about it, though. <laughs> well, it's it was weird, man. If I had known more about it, I might not have done it because I'm so opposite as in my in my mind's eye, you know, and maybe that's not true because our perception of ourselves is never what what you know what really is, but I just I'm I feel like overall, uh, generally speaking, it's more of like this. You know, <laughs> that kind of stuff with me, let me hold the highest note for the longest amount of time. Sure. And I'm the guy going, okay, how quickly can I get this note done with to get to the one <laughs> I really like, you know, or whatever. But it's just, it was never, it was never about that to me. Um, it's just a very different approach. It doesn't mean it's a wrong thing for somebody to do that. By sure. Some of, you know, some of the artists that I love the most are that way. But yeah. Um, but it's rare for me. Generally speaking, I'm, I'm looking at people that I'll give a great example. People call him slow hand, Eric Clapton, you know, he's not out there dancing. And, totally. You know, like, it's like, dude, dude has spent insane amount of hours becoming an amazing musician and he does what he does. And if you like the music, then you like, you're it. in, you don't need uh -huh. fireworks and dancing uh, people on the stage and, you know, it's just it's a different approach so there's time there's there's time and place for that right like it's just exactly yeah a hundred percent i mean do you think that's why i mean i know you love playing guitar and that's such a big part of who you are but did, did you like having that to lean on so that you didn't oh, have to you know think of that dude if i wouldn't have been allowed to play my guitar i would have never even i wouldn't even have approached it in the, at all yeah because I you do. couldn't you couldn't take instruments before, right? Or, or what from what I understand, that was like my my mom is the person that actually recommended that I do it. And I had heard, I mean it wasn't like I, I grew up in a hole or something. I mean, sure. You know, <laughs> you know, I, TV, I had heard of the show, you know, and so you know it was in one of those situations where uh, it just didn't cross my mind because I was unaware that you could take an instrument. Yeah. And it really wasn't at that time. I was so young and naive in my ways of thinking and doing things that I was very judgmental of people that took that route. I was like, well, how dare they become, and it was jealousy. Number one, sure. Number two, man, 
who am I to judge how somebody gets to where they are trying to go? I mean, look, if you want to do, if you want to paint houses, there's no book on here's the right way, you know, and in my, in my mind, there was the Casey James, this is the way it's got to be done. And honestly, not only was I wrong, but I, my entire premise and the way that I was thinking about it was wrong. It's like, look, man, if you've got a dream, do everything in your power to make that dream come true. Follow your heart. And if your heart tells you that you need to go do this to try and get to where you're going, then that's what you do. And then it's funny because as, as judgmental as I was of those people, I ended up being one of those people and then dealing with people that used to be like me yeah. saying, how dare you do that? And I'm like, look, <laughs> and I get it. I understand. But man, look, I'm doing the exact same thing that I've always done. But now I'm doing it for a lot more people that know who I am. And man, I couldn't thank God enough for that blessing. So, you know, you live and learn and it's certainly changed. That was the beginning of a whole new revolu you know, revolution of my thinking uh, huh. that really, I mean, hasn't stopped yet. You know, I, I, I used to feel like I kind of was, I was good where I was, you know, in my, my mental place and just like how I approach things. And now I realize that the greatest humans that I know, the people that I respect the most, they never stop learning. They never stop improving. They consistently go, oh, wait, yeah, I screwed that up. I need to fix that, you know? I mean, every single day, man, you know? And if I stop doing that, then then I become, as far as I'm concerned, not worth the air that I breathe because it, the refusal to admit that you're not perfect, that's not a good place to be, you know? Yeah, for me, absolutely. For me, you know? No, but I mean, the people that I hang out with are people that are like that. You know, they're people that I respect and I, and I look at them and I go, man, you're better today than you were yesterday. So keep up the good work. You know? Yeah. Do you that, think like song, in Tim McGraw song? I loved it. I'm not a big Tim McGraw fan, generally speaking, but I was a huge fan of that song, humble, kind, and or maybe that's a different one. It was, I'm not as good as I forget it. I'm confusing like five different songs, but anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know many. I don't know any Tim McGraw song, actually. I, I was going to say the one song I know. I don't know any. I I, I know who he is. Obviously, he's married oh. to. Uh, oh, God. Uh, uh, Faith Hill. Bam. Right. Yeah. Hey, if you're one? a dude and you don't know who Faith Hill is, go consult yeah. a, a computer. Right. Yes. Yes. Faith Hill. It's just been so long. Like, I remember. I don't know, 15 years ago, I may have heard one of their songs like, you know, I don't know, you know, whatever. I, I'm the I'm, I'm not the good guy to talk to about this. Uh, we're talking to you about it. You're supposed to know. You know what I mean? Yeah, not me. I'm not supposed to know. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. I, just I just push it on my guests. Like, I just blame them and uh, it works out. Um, so, you know, I'm curious maybe if, you know, at the beginning of your career, right, of getting into American Idol, do you think like having – because you talk about the people around you, and I think that's important. Um, something I believe in too is having good people around you, successful people, keeps everything going, even for yourself, motivated, inspired. Do you think at the beginning maybe you didn't have the right people around you, and that sort of they were influencing you even maybe and changing that up? Or there's no doubt, man. You just nailed it right on the head. It's it's a conversation that never ends in my household, and it's one that I think is maybe the most important aspect. In my mind, like if I'm if I'm giving a speech, 
that's a gigantic portion of it is, is having the right, not only the right people around you in terms of like inspiring you and making you feel um, hopeful. And I mean, not being drugged down by those around you, but also having the people around you in your business that are the right team of people, because dude, yeah. you're not going to succeed in, in the music business. If you don't have a good team of people, period. I don't care who you are. Don't even don't do it. Don't <laughs> think about trying to do it on your own. It's not going to work. It's not going to happen. You can't do it. There's too much to handle. Number one, number two, you can't be the guy talking about how, I mean, you can be, but nobody likes that guy. You don't want to be the guy talking about how great you are. You don't want to be the guy trying to negotiate a deal for yourself. It's just not good. And there are times in my career where I've had to do it. And in the beginning you have to, because it's, it's actually the good, it's a good way to be. You learn business, you learn how to treat people, you learn respect, you learn getting put in your place and having to do things you don't want to do. You learn all that and it makes you a better person, but there comes a time when you begin to grow and your business has to grow. And if you don't get the right people around you, your business will die. Dude, it's just, it's exactly the same way as any other business in the world in that sense. Like if I go to the juice bar down the street yeah. and I walk in and the little girl that's working the counter is rude as heck to me, then I'm not probably going to go back. It doesn't matter how great the, the owners may be God fearing, Christian, loving, kind, amazing people but it's like dude you have to be aware of who's representing you you have to be aware of who's beneath you who's above you who's next to you and those people have to have the same heart and they have to know exactly what the goal is and if you're not telling them then you're not doing your job so it's like there's so much that goes into it but you nailed it on the head man without a team it ain't happening i don't care what it is yeah you know, as yeah far as I'm that's concerned, a good I mean, point Somebody can, I'm happy to be proven wrong at all times because I say things like <laughs> but in reality, in my head, everything's said with a question mark at the end of it. But as far as I'm concerned, you know, that's the way that I approach it. And even to this day, man, I still don't have the entire team set in my own personal business like I want it to be. And that's simply because it's hard. I mean, it's hard to find people that are, all of all of the things that you want it's like that sign on the wall at my old music shop that said if you want it done cheap it won't be fast if you want it done good it won't be cheap if you want it you know that thing yeah it's like you got to have all of those uh, the parameters that you want to have met and those need to happen and if, it, if they're not happening then really you kind of should hold out until you, and maybe that's a wrong approach. Maybe you should, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you just hire whoever the freak you want. And <laughs> better people will come along and steal their jobs. I don't know, but that's not well, the it's, way. it's worked so far for you, man. So I, you know, if hey, it ain't man, broke, I'm don't fix it. Doing an interview without pants on. So yeah, <laughs> life is good. You know? Yeah. You've made it. You've made it. You can tell your wife now you've made it that's it that's it this was the moment this is it this is the moment kids take take notice dad Red no pants, pants. Say yeah. exactly yeah. say bye to them actually they're gonna go swimming i don't know if you've noticed but every about every 30 seconds or so i get a okay baby love you i get I love a, that. a screaming kid how many kids do you have he's gonna give me a hug and a kiss. Okay. oh i love it 
Hey, buddy. Love you. Say hi. Hey, buddy. Say wait, hi. He's gonna be oh, shy. Hi. That's okay. Kill My me. nephews are the same me. way. Okay, don't go to mommy. Love you. <laughs> you want to say hi? Hi. hi. How you doing? This is Alexandria. Nice. Do you sing just like Daddy? She sure does. She got a great voice. Wow. I'll All right, have you guys go have fun. I'll see you there. Okay. Very cool. Love you guys. <laughs> Sorry, brother. Please don't worry about. It. I love, that's awesome, man. My dogs could run in at any minute and just jump up on me. So <laughs> I'm a uh, I'm a dog too, man. I um I uh, for years and years, my first two children were uh, basset hounds. Oh wow! And, uh, yes. Yeah, I'm still legitimately completely devastated by the loss of my uh, of my first dog Daisy, and. Uh, Cannot bring myself. Of course, now I wouldn't want to, anyways, because with three kids, I don't want a dog. But yeah, um, <laughs> for the longest time, I was like, "There's no way in heck I'm getting another dog after after watching." I mean, the way that my dog passed was the most. Literally, if you were to like say, "What's the worst possible case case scenario like in on Earth ever?" Imagine that in your head, and then double it. That was what oh. went down. Oh, it was I'm so sorry. It, like I'm pretty positive it 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 like it changed me in a way that just like it just it was brutal, man. Like it was like losing my papa. I didn't cry like before that. Like as a as a as a human being, like I don't think I cried maybe twice in my whole life. Oh wow. and then my papa passed away and now I'll be watching like a commercial for insurance and I'm like <laughs> Yeah. You know, yeah. He, got, he got chipped by ten percent. You know, <laughs> like something broke inside of me, you know, but yeah. I feel like people go through things like that and then you grow and you learn and, and you change and, you know, it's just the way of it. That's just life, man. Right. As you get older, yeah. um, you just learn about death more. You just don't think about it when you're younger. It's just not anything you really think about. Even if maybe a grandma passes or something, it affects you, but not it's something about when you're an adult. So true. It's you. It just hits you because you start thinking about yourself in that That's position. Exactly. You realize, right. I mean, dude, as a kid, I was so reckless. And I look back now and I'm like, how did I not die? Number one. But number <laughs> Me two, too. That's why was I so stupid? Like, you just don't value yeah. your existence to the extent yeah. that we do now. It's like, dude, it's, it's good to be alive. I mean, <laughs> even, in, even in like these crazy times, you know, people are all, and, and man, I mean, to make people might, you know, nail me uh, up to the cross on this one here and crucify me. But I, I, this time period has been really good for me and my family. You know, I feel really blessed. I'm so thankful for everything that I've got to have a home and food and my children are healthy. We went through um, the whole sickness thing and, and, and came on, came out on the other side. And, and oh, wait, so, what? S somebody, you guys got COVID? Yeah. And, uh, Feb like right in the beginning and we didn't even know what it was oh, oh but you know man. i don't the thing is i have not literally mentioned that once because i don't want to make a big deal out of it sure. at all. but sure. i will say like it, it's this time period for me it was man it was like god knew that i had tons of stuff happening and and i 
you know, for me, it was like, this is a time period where I can accomplish goals, spend time with my family. And, you know, and that's, that's just my approach in general. I, I, I don't really watch the news because I'm going, look, if, and people might think I'm naive or whatever. I mean, I keep enough of an eye that I understand what's going on and whatnot, but I try to not get bogged down into it because I feel like generally speaking, a lot of folks are just looking for boogers. You know what I'm saying? They're just looking for something to be angry about. And I'm like, look, if you got that much time on your hands and you don't have somebody to love, you don't have somebody that's loving you. You don't have enough friends. Like there are a lot of issues for me personally, when I see people that are doing some things that I feel like aren't really great for humanity. It's not about like this or that to me. It's a, I look at things on a gigantic scale. It's like, dude, I love human beings, period. That's where it ends for me, right? It's like, if you're a human, you have my love and my, and my affection. Now, people can definitely do things to screw that up, you know, but like, as a general rule, like, that's my deal. And so I try to not get bogged down in things that don't really affect me. It's like, dude, I woke right. up this morning. No one was throwing rocks through my window. I, I had... A, you know, my truck sitting in the driveway, I got food in the pantry and the, the sun still is coming up. So we're good. You know? yeah. The rest yeah. of it, man, it's out of my hands. And if there comes a time where I feel like my way of life or the safety of my children is in danger, then that's a whole different deal. But man, for me, where I'm at, thank God, that's not the situation. So it's rough because people ask like how I'm doing in this time. And I'm like, yeah, I'm doing, yeah. I'm doing great. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> I don't want to say it really. It's like, no, man. Uh, I, gosh, I know exactly what you're saying. You know, but it's very controversial. I feel like to say that, you know, it's like, yes. uh, almost people want you to be depressed and down and, and I'm quite the opposite, man. I just see the, I see the bright sunshine shining down on me, even through the storm, you know? Yeah. I, I actually think it's of, a positive thing. Yeah, I agree, which is the whole point of the song that we released. I mean, we weren't even planning on, the Texas Hill thing wasn't even planning yeah. on releasing that song. It was like, man, this is a message that people need to hear, you yeah. know? It's a perfect always, for this time. Yeah, I mean. Always, so think about what humanity as a, as a species has gone through. You know what I mean? Like, this is, a, this is a small moment and a small blip, no matter how huge it seems to us. I mean, let's let's read some history, folks. You know what I'm saying? The fu the feudal, the, like like the system that was in place for the for like during like the plague and stuff. I mean, like you were 90 percent of people on the planet were peasants, and there was no way out of that. No way. You couldn't read. You couldn't get anything. You couldn't do anything. You were five percent of people, like ish, were like you know nobles, and then five percent were the priests and then 90% of everybody else was digging for potatoes, you know, mm -hmm. that sucks. I mean, in relationship to that, as a species of, of, of creatures, like as human beings, we're doing pretty freaking good. I'm proud of us. I mean, I think there's a billion places we can continue to grow and learn, but goodness gracious. I mean, we're doing all right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we live in the best time, right? Right now is the best time it could be. Um, and of course, it can get better. Obviously, there's movements um, happening right now that, you know, I'm completely uh, behind and I want to see that happen. But I'm with you. Um, th this is the best time we could be in. And I think you have a good attitude about it. Just being grateful 
for where you're at and what you have and you and, know. and helping the people around you like you yeah. know when the tornadoes hit like a, a like a stone's throw away from here so you're walking around you're helping people you're cooking food and saying come over here you know my buddy right down the street rob came in um and literally like the nicest guy ever and, and it's like it's community helping each other it's not about black or white. It's not about male or female or anything. People just helping each other, being good to each other. And that's what I'm about. And I try to focus on that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Man. That's it. I just try to keep my mind straight and, and not poison with a lot of negativity because it's, it's definitely out there. You know, it's so easy, especially with social media to get drug into that world. You yeah, know? that's, that's a hundred percent true. Um, but I yeah, just focus my energy on my loving people people you know that's it yeah that's what we need man and look the way you give back is just doing your music and that that's that's how you help honestly absolutely it's one of my biggest it's one of my biggest uh blessings is that not only do i love playing music but i know that it can touch people's hearts and you know maybe brighten their day like music has done for me my whole life you know i mean let's talk about this new song because uh, yeah. it's a am- it's a it's amazing, dude. Thanks, like, man. wow! Like, you won't believe how like it's crazy. Um, me and the guys were asked to do this thing called leadership music, which is like a course or class, I guess I should say, that happens in Nashville with a bunch of like um, kind of in- industry leaders and veterans and uh, and just really kind of the cream of the crop of people that are in the biz- business and they do all these different uh, classes each week. It might be uh, the relate one week might be like the relationship between managers and artists. And they'd have like a manager and an artist come in and discuss that. And the panel would then ask questions. And the next week it might be um, learning law practice in regards to music. Uh, or then in the next week it might be, uh, a sound recording type vibe. Well, they asked us, uh, me, Craig, and Adam, before we had even announced that we were a thing, that, that kind of some word got around and they said, would you guys be willing to come in and be like our guinea pigs-ish to show people how you how a day in the studio works? Do you have a couple of songs that you could cut? And we are like, sure, yeah. Well, there was no intention, as far as I knew, really, of gaining anything from it other than just being able to be in an amazing studio like ocean way studio Uh, for anybody that you know wants to know more about it google it it's a really beautiful studio they've got they've got killer killer boards and killer sounds and great equipment and wonderful people working in the rooms and so it's kind of like the best case scenario for a situation like that so we're like yeah of course we want to do this so we go in and there's like 50 people in the class and they're behind the they're in the uh, control room, which is like the room where all the knobs and switches are. You got your engineer. through the glass, right? You're talking like through the glass. Exactly. That, yeah. That thing. Yeah. Okay. There's literally like 50 people, 15 feet in front of us, looking at us. You know, we're like dance monkey. <laughs> so, so, so we got. We're like, this is crazy. It's cool, but it's kind of crazy. One guy in the corner smoking a cigarette, just like, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, this is this is wacky, but we're having fun with it. And and thankfully, I feel like we were actually 
we were feeling good vocally. And uh, so we did a, it's not fully live because what we did was we got a click. We knew the tempo that we wanted. We got a click and we knew that where the piano was, was back behind the control room. So we didn't want Adam back there by himself playing the piano. So I played guitar and saying he cut the piano but then what we did was we did everything else was live so the stand-up bass uh craig singing uh me singing and playing guitar and adam singing and we cut it live wow so it's literally we're standing in one room you know singing this song and man it felt so good when we did it you know everybody clapped which is if you know anything about nashville at all nobody claps <laughs> you know, you have to pay people to clap, you know, it might be the golfers clap, you know, but it's not a big clap in city. And I'm not surprised because there's so much talent here uh-huh. in, in the same sense that I was jaded with Texas roads. I mean, they're jaded with just massive amounts of talent, just stomping around everywhere. Right. So it was like, sorry, I thought somebody just stole my truck. Oh shit. <laughs> really Everything's great. My truck's outside. Out. Yeah. <laughs> like, have a good one, man. Fill it up for me. Bring it back, please. <laughs> Anyways, so it it was uh they, they clapped and I thought, man, this is this is this that was good. And uh, I don't know, a week after the fact, the cat that was kind of had asked us to do the thing reached out and he's like, Man, you guys crushed it. Just so you know, you know, we 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 rolled tape. And here it is, like, and it sounds amazing. I'm blown away with what you guys did live. And I was like, uh, the very first time I listened to it, it brought chills to my, and I, I kind of got teary-eyed because wow. I'm just thinking of the, of the situation. And I thought, yeah. wow, this is really meaningful. And we all immediately were like, just we need to just get this out. We're not going to do a plan. We're not going to talk, try to talk strategy. We're not going to go for radio or do ads or, or wait for anything. We're just going to get it out there and let people hear it. And man, I couldn't be more pleased with the reaction that we're getting so far. And the honest truth is, you know, uh, even if one person heard it, I'm happy, you know, but so far it's like, it's doing, it's doing so much more than I thought it would. And I'm thankful for that. Not, I mean, the obvious thing is, out and then we'll focus on like a plan and a single and all that stuff down the line but we'll see what was the reason behind the name or of the song or any well it was actually an outside cut which is interesting because 99 percent of the things that we do we write because we all write and yeah you know so it's like why in the world would we ever do anything other than our own tunes but when we heard that one and I'm using the word we lightly here. I'm stretching because I love the song, but Adam didn't really like it. I'm throwing him under the bus here, but it's the truth. It's the truth. He didn't like it. And his, his thought process was like, it's just too, he said it's too um, nondescript. Okay. And I, I, my, my argument was that's exactly why I love it because it does apply to a, any, any situation. Sure. And, and as it should, like, it, the point isn't a specific point. The point is a general idea of, hey, man, stuff can get crazy. 
And, but even in the craziest of times, there's always going to be hope. Yeah. It's yeah, that absolutely. Human, our human nature, our human existence, no matter how you look at things, no matter if you're Christian or not, how, how negative you are, you certainly deep down know and believe that there's hope. And if you don't, those are the people that don't continue on. You know what I'm saying? Like, because without hope, there is no life. And that's the point. And we got to, for me, it was like, man, I want to shout from the mountaintops that, that I believe there is always hope because I want other people to hear. It's like the worst thing is feeling alone, right? Yeah. If you're going yeah. through something. If you're dealing with hard times, like, man, if you were to tell me, like, we get done with this interview and you're like, dude, hey, man, I want to talk with you and you've got something going on personally and you share it with me. And I'm like, dude, that's so crazy because I just went through that. Boom. We now have something that's tighter than we had before and it's meaningful and it's in, to me, it's inspiring. It brings me hope. All of these good things, all of these positive things that come from knowing that you're not alone. And that's really, for me, what this was about. It was like, man, I want to get this out there because I believe wholeheartedly the message. And I think other people believe this, that the message that there is always hope. No matter how crappy things get, man, you can always believe. Because there's, if you're at the bottom, there's nowhere to go but up, you know? That's it's right. a lot of cheesy like things I'm saying, but they're all true. You know? They're it's, all it's true. Like, I it's agree. real. And so that was it, man. We heard the song, and I begged literally straight up bagged out. I was like, dude, please give this a shot. And Craig was on board with it too. He's like, man, I, I love it too. And Adam being a very reasonable human being, which was very surprising to me because he's kind of a wild card. If you get to know him, <laughs> he's a little bit insane in a funny way, but he's uh he's crazy, strangely reasonable. And after we kind of made the case, he was like, yeah, okay, let's do it. And then we sang it and it was like, yeah, we're doing this song. So we've been singing the song for like a year. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And then we were going to release it uh, as a, a song for the tornadoes that hammered our town, re, you know, like a few months back. My town is still destroyed. I mean, like. Really? Yeah, oh, like, wow. Like the main road, there's like, you know, there are no buildings on the main road. The, 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 the school got destroyed. The whole oh. town. Man. It's been weird. I mean, setting aside the fact that we're doing an interview, this is a very, very boring moment but i'm gonna tell you like <laughs> weather-wise we've been like every front that has gone across the united states of america the line of the front of the thing has gone right through my town like every one of them so every time there's a storm it's like great here come 85 mile an hour straight line winds great here comes five tornadoes great here comes you know golf ball size hail you know every time it's like dude just one storm can it can please you thought you left tornadoes leaving texas right like, i know dude uh brutal i mean but you know hey again it is what it is and here we are and and so i'm good you know what i mean yeah you know you're you're pushing through it well i think the 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 message for the song like you said it being nondescript is kind of like a horoscope right when you read a horoscope it's it can be interpreted the way you see it but i think that's a good thing because like you said anybody can connect to it like i connected to it i found i found in my own memories and my empirical you know evidence right that my own experiences 
all of a sudden I'm filling in details right. and I'm connecting it and anybody can do that. It's like a simple recipe that you can fluff up yourself and, and add things to. Yeah. Um, I love that because I mean, there's a time and place for me for like the, Hey, I went down to, to, to Joe's bar and I had a, you know, uh, kamikaze and I sat next to, to Samantha and she had black hair and blue eyes and we got in the 1973 pickup and we went down to Olson Avenue. It's like, <laughs> we can do that, but that's only going to apply to me. You know yeah, what I mean? exactly. Yeah. That's it. And everybody else is going to be going, uh, yeah. nobody by the name Samantha. Yeah. So there's a certain amount of that that you can push into things and, and you obviously want songs to be original to yourself, meaning wise, sure. and even sometimes the specifics of things, if that's important. But with the song like this about hope and about the human spirit, it doesn't need to be specific because we're not specific. In, you know, it, it, I mean, we are all human beings, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's strange to me, man, like as a general rule, and this doesn't really connect it in a large way to what we were just talking about, but I, it just came into my brain is like, it's so strange, the thought process that I think so many people want to be different. They're they're like striving and struggling to be different. And I just want to like shout from the mountaintops, like, hey, everybody, you're the only one of you. Nobody else like you in the whole universe. You're the only one of you ever. You know, it's, it's, it makes me nuts because I'm going, we should be striving as a, as a race, as a species of human beings, right? To say, where are we alike? When I meet somebody, I don't need to know how different I am from them because I know that they are as different from me as anyone else. We're all one of a kind. We're, you know, not to sound stupid, it's like a snowflake. There's no yeah. two that are the same, right? Yeah. Or whatever. Like that's, that's the idea for me is like, let's find our common ground because those are the places where we can find some sort of space to, to connect. Cause otherwise, I mean, why are we why are we striving to be something that we already are? It's, it's a crazy thought to me, but anyways, no, I mean, you're right. Topic. No, you're not. That's uh no, that's absolutely, man. It's great advice. Um, you know, for people, I think it's probably, it's probably something you struggled with, which is why you, you know, you, you think about it a lot. Yeah. I mean, that's how I am. Yeah. You know? it's, it's, I, I've always felt like I've never felt the calling to be different ever. If, yeah. if anything, I've felt the calling to, to find common ground with people because yeah. I grew up in a very, I've grown, I've been, it's, I've had an eclectic life. You know what I mean? I've spent time with, with people that are very wealthy and I've spent time sleeping in the back of my, my Jeep, you know, and that's true, you know, and it's not some cool story that I like to tell. It's, it's the actual truth. You know, I growing up with less than optimum situations. Uh, I do believe in the human spirit, man. I believe if somebody wants to do something, they can do it. Uh, and there are obviously always going to be obstacles in your way, whether that be other human beings or societies uh norms or whatever the situation is but that's never stopped anybody else from doing anything why is it going to stop me why is it going to stop anybody and the people that think that way are the people that succeed period i mean i can always find some place to blame 
what you know where things have gone wrong in my life but the real truth of the matter is that if i struggle and strive hard enough i truly believe and not everybody does but i do believe that you you can succeed i mean my family like i said man we we come from humble beginnings to say the least and and i feel extremely blessed to be sitting in a in a house that's i mean this room is the size of of, of houses that i've lived in and it's not a big room. Wow. <laughs> it's a normal room. Yeah. You know? So wow. you know, I, that's where I'm at. And, you know, I think the whole reason I'm talking about all this is because this song, that song speaks to all of that for me in some way. I don't know how, but it does. It's, you know, I guess in a sense of like, if you believe to have faith and believe that there's always hope, then you're also saying to yourself that anything's possible. And I love that. To me, that's the strongest piece of human, the, the human spirit. Like, imagine if people were like, back in like the, you know, 50s and 60s, the people said like, I want to go to the moon. And somebody's like, you effing moron. You can't go to the moon. It's the moon. And, and then the guy was like, yep, you're totally right, dude. I, I am freaking nuts. I want to go on a rocket ship and go to the moon. I am bonkers. You're right. I'm hanging it up. And then right now we'd be like, dude, I wonder if we could ever like make it to the moon, you know? You know, it's like, I just, I love that, that idea, the human, and if you look at, and I've just been getting more and more into history as I get older, but it's like, if you look at history, people that believe that are the ones that change the world, literally. And you don't have to change the world in a sense of creating something that's never been created or going someplace that's never been gone to. You can change the world in ways that you can never comprehend simply by being a decent human being and having a solid spirit about you, you know? Yeah. And I, I use this, 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 this idea all the time. I don't know. I always get my terms mixed up if it's an analogy or a metaphor, but the idea that anything that you do is a stone. And when you, when you make an act, when you have an action, whether it's words or a physical action or even a thought that that's a stone that you're throwing into a pond that's perfectly like glass, right? And every single wave that comes out of it is, is exactly the spirit of the stone that you threw in, right? So if you throw a bad thought in, everything that comes from it is bad. If you throw a good thought in, everything that comes Interesting. from it is good. Oh, I like and it's that. true because like you imagine like the, uh, like the drive-through stories where some dude in the, in the morning is like, hey, here's an extra five bucks. Tell the person behind them that I'm buying it or whatever. And then that goes on for like 18 hours, you know? And it's like, because people feel so inspired when they realize that other people can do good things that they want to do good things, you know? So the repercussions of one small, tiny little good action that you might make or inspire someone else to make can literally go on to cure cancer or save someone's life or change the world in ways that we can never comprehend. And to me, that's the epitome of faith. And, and the belief in hope and that there's always hope. So all of it goes back. Like, in a way, man, this song to me sums up my entire viewpoint on life itself, you know? Wow. And that's deep. And I'm only, I'm only finding that out as we're talking. So this is like a psychotherapist situation here. I appreciate it. I know that's not hey, the term. Psychological. Psychologist. <laughs> I don't know the term. I don't <laughs> there. Listen, I've heard Wait, that before. Are we, are we from, uh, we're not live. Yeah. Right? You can edit that out. 
we'll we'll edit that out. We'll make that look good. We'll we'll put like a straight jacket on you, CGI, just in that moment. <laughs> oh wait, oh wait, I don't have that kind of budget. So <laughs> okay, forget it. It's all in. I don't care. Trust Listen, me, I've, I've, said, I've said way dumber things on live. Wait, <laughs> me too, man. Look, I've cooked on live TV a lot, and let me tell you something. There ain't nothing worse than trying to cook on live TV. I'm gonna tell oh, you that man, right now. That would make me. A- that would be nerve-wracking actually it is nerve-wracking i learned i learned all my mistakes after the first time uh because i thought you actually cook but you don't no not at all i've done it once and i was like i was so excited and then they're like cut and i went what do you mean cut?" (laughs) i'm like all right now hold this i was like what the what the heck where did this come from i didn't cut this yeah that's me man yeah that that was i had too many things going on i remember i had an actual flame i was like actually trying to saute shit and i'm getting the host (laughs) to like try to help me you know give up give her something to do it just did not you know did and the next time i was like okay i'm just gonna pull it out from under the counter right like and i I learned you put it in and then voila exactly it's yeah i should have known from watching so many years of cooking stuff but i don't know i just thought this is how it's gonna go uh but anyway no i feel like you're probably i mean you're in the same age range as me so i'm 40. Okay, so exactly. I'm 37, 38 now. Um, don't know my age. Yeah. <laughs> Quarantine. When you get to um, 40, you know, trust me. Yeah. I start I start remembering now. I just it's I can't help it. No, so I mean I feel like we did grow up at a time where it was like those cooking shows were, were, were like long. People had a, a longer attention span because life wasn't like oh, totally. we just talked to China and they said, Oh, and sell, bye, bye. Yeah. You, know, like, you know, it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same then. People would watch a show where nothing happened for over a minute. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we're waiting on that debate, everybody. Shut the freak up, you know? Totally. So it was like Julia Childs and the you know, the guy that puts tons of red pepper on everything. I can't think of his name, but Oh, uh Emerald Lagasse, is that who? It might be. Okay. Bam, no. the Bam guy. Bam. No, not that guy, but no, no, it wasn't that dude, but there was another. There was a few, but I feel like they all kind of actually cooked. They it did. Is, they actually, actually exactly. crap out of the oven and be like, and here it is. Yeah, that came later. You're right. That came later. It was like, oh, wait, they're not actually cooking. Um, yeah. yeah. Which, you know, yeah. I love to cook. I'm not trying to, uh, exactly. you know, whatever. You know, yeah, you, you like, learn. There's like 10, if there was 10 seconds of space that wasn't filled with something amazing happening, they're like, yeah, we're going to have to cut that out of the yeah. show. <laughs> you walked from the stove to the oven. That was dead space. We need that gone. That'll be an edit. Boring. Uh, right. I an hour and a half and my segment was like 90 seconds long. And it looks like I really did what I did. It's amazing. It wasn't even a time lapse. How did they do that? <laughs> Yeah, there's no, it's no realism, uh, nah, but whatever. That's uh, that time for real life, dude. Come on, zap me into the internet. I can live online. It'll be great. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I, I might. No, uh, I don't know. I, I had a buddy of mine recently tell me this was like scary. This is one of those quarantine oh no moments when I'm talking to this dude that I felt like I knew pretty well, and he's like, he goes, yeah, man, you know the quarantine's t- teaching me a lot, and I was like. Yeah, man, me too. And he goes, yeah, uh, 
man, one thing I'm realizing more than anything is like, we really need, never need to leave our houses ever again. And I was like, <laughs> uh, hey, man, the, I, I got to run. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're not talking again. Like, dude, if I don't have human interaction, what's the point of being a human? Absolutely, man. I've been dying. Uh, I don't know. How are things opening up there in um, Tennessee? Really well, man. I mean, the, you know, we, I, I don't even know anybody other than my, I know one other person that's gotten sick. And other than that, really, uh, nobody that I even know knows somebody that's gotten sick. And so um, that's in, that's in my hometown back in, you know, Texas and also here. And so I feel like my main hubs where I exist and all the people that I really know have not been massively affected and, or even really, you know, mildly affected, um, in a way that, you know, like when I go out and it, it, I mean, some people are taking precautions, but not mostly. And I mean, I think it's because people are starting to remember the main the main thing with this ill with that whole virus stuff is that if you're not immunocompromised, you've got like a 99.9% chance of being all right. Or what, yeah. I don't know specifically what the numbers are, but it's, it's not any more than a billion other things that, that exist currently in the world that could easily kill any of us. And I mean, I don't walk outside fearful of a lightning strike or an alligator sitting on my porch. While those are certainly possibilities, I just, I guess I told, you know, I told my wife in the very beginning, I said, I'd much rather risk dying than risk not living. Yeah. And that's truly the way that I just do everything. It's like, look, man, our days aren't in our own hands. We don't have control over when we're going to be gone. So if I've got another 12 months to live and I don't even know it, I would be really mad at myself if I was up in heaven going, I'm not going to be mad in heaven, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm up there going, damn, I wish I could have left my house those last 12 months before I got hit by that bus, you know, like, you know, or whatever it is. Like, I just don't live that way. And I think a lot of folks that I know and, and most of the people that are in this area kind of feel the same. Now, that's not like if I had anybody in my extended, uh, you know, family or friends or anybody that was immunocompromised in any way, then I'd be telling a very different story. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. Because like my dad is certainly immunocompromised and uh, there's no possible way that I would ever risk that. And so for me, I'm super blessed that I don't have to worry or, or consider that. But for anybody that does, then those are the people that I'm sure are taking extreme precautions and rightly so because, you know, a very bad sickness for somebody that's, that's sick already or they can't fight the sickness. I mean, it's from what I understand, pretty serious stuff. So yeah, for sure. Um, I haven't seen it's my mother in like four months or something. Um, yeah, in Texas, I mean, I'm sure you're reading that we're opening everything up. Um, 75%, I believe capacity, uh, for everything. So. And I know that, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked to see things off and on go back and forth, you know, which I think was kind of the point. Yeah. Yeah, and, then, yeah. and you know, I mean, my fear is that we won't get through it fast enough before flu season hits. Sure. Because then sure. it would be a, it would be a double whammy, and I'd be really fearful for you know even the average bear. Because I mean, I don't know if those two things can happen at the same time. I'm, I'm no no medical person, but 
uh, I think that would be a, a bad deal. So I'm hoping that, that we can either, A, figure it out and get around it, or B, get through it. And, you know, at least enough of the population had either had it, which certainly isn't the case currently, but, or, you know, people are healthy enough and, and maybe a large portion, not to sound absolutely horrible, but people that were going to go that are, that are, you know, terminally ill or things of that nature, like to reduce the amount of people spreading it, you know what I mean? Is what I'm trying yeah. to get at. Yeah. In a sense that when flu season hits, you know, you know, you're not, crushing humanity's existence by half or something, you know, that'd be scary. Sure. Oh, God. Who knows what will happen, but like I said, man, I just don't, I don't dwell on it too much. I try to be current enough to know that I'm not being a, a dumb A in regards to hurting somebody else's health or something. But, you know, in terms of my family, we, we made it through and, and we, we just, we go out and we do what we do, but you know, it's the last probably three to four weeks. Things have really started to kind of just, you know, wide open now. And you don't really, I mean, I was at a party, the other, a birthday party the other night, not one person had a mask on, everybody's hugging themselves in, you know. So I didn't stay long at that party, but. Yeah. <laughs> selfie parties are my thing. You're like, who's blowing out the candles? Oh, shit. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Those days are gone, I think. I don't know. Nobody yeah. wants to blow out candles, which I always thought was gross anyway. Like, you're fucking spitting all over my cake this is disgusting i've never thought about that way that is true it's gross man i mean some people i mean they got more you know what i mean it's like a just a small thunderstorm just coming out of their mouth just like boom right over the cake and you're just like and then they they, they slice it up and give it to everybody like, yeah. <laughs> like with a smile remember that, remember that movie beethoven the giant dog yeah, yeah, yeah. just going everywhere <laughs> that's what i'm yeah. picturing in my mind's eye now yeah. <laughs> that's it you know so you know things are going to change you know like what about you guys uh, as far as like sh playing show like live shows what how does that look Dude, for that, you guys that, or? that was a dramatic situation for me i mean it was like hey i got a full schedule it's going to be a uh what's the you know there's a word for it like banner year you know like yeah oh, best year of my life and then you know that happened and it was like it just went uh yeah everything's canceled like everything Ugh. and uh i'm thankful that i had not put up anything that i had planned on doing so that i didn't have to you know maybe upset anybody that was excited about it but nobody was more excited than me and uh it definitely it hammered my family but you know again dude i come from uh you know I don't worry about it. You know, I yeah. just, I, I know it sounds real weird, but it's like, I'm not, I'm just, I choose to not focus on that. As long as I have the ability to feed my family today, then I feel blessed and we'll worry about tomorrow when it comes. I know that well, a lot of people have got like, what a moron, but you know what it does for me, man, is it, I don't stress me and my wife have never not one time like been in an argument or stressed out or, or for that matter, our kids don't see us stressed out or fighting or worried. I feel like that's a lot of baggage to put on a child. Sure, I don't sure. want to see that. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want people to be worried about me. I don't want people to be thinking about it. And the truth of the matter is, it's like, you know, being a musician, dude, I'm so used to having ups and downs. 
That's like, <laughs> you can't, you can't want to have consistency and try to be a musician because that ain't going to work, you know, because you might make $500,000 in a month and then not make a dime for like the next 10 years. You know? <laughs> and so I've learned to like squirrel away my money, you know, to try and, you know, make things, make things work, make things last. I've been really blessed and smart with, with what I've gotten up to this point. So I live a very debt-free life in, in, in most ways. So my, you know, my outgoing is so low that it's, it's very easy to keep that mindset. But I also don't spend money. I don't buy things. I mean, everything that you're looking at in my rooms, most every bit of it existed when I was like 16. I've been carrying this crap around for like 20 <laughs> years. Man. I mean it, you know, like that guitar is a great example. That's 20 years old. Wow. Every book that you see, every record. I mean, with the exception of that WD-40 that's up there, uh, I don't know if it's in the shop, but like that's probably five years old. Other than that's probably the newest thing in this entire room. Uh, other than the room itself. So yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, um, I just it's the way we do things, and I think that leads us to be less stressed and worried. But my year went to total. H-E-L-L real quick and it affected all the people that I work with not just myself you know everybody that I know pretty much same thing live shows completely went away and and uh, they're just now coming back and I'm super thankful because man music setting aside the fact that I make my living based on music I believe wholeheartedly that music is a very very important part of, of a human being's you know psyche and heart and without it and without the ability to enjoy it and, and specifically in a live setting, because I believe there's something, the sum of the parts is, is greater than the, or whatever that saying is. Right. Um, I, 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 I know the I saying, know but I, I can't repeat it. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. I'm having a moment here, but anyways, <laughs> the point is there's something special about it when it happens. And, and I feel like that's really important for human beings to experience and, and be able to be a part of. And so I'm happy to see that it's happening, even if it's not happening on a level of like, like it was, at least it's happening. Because even though there's a risk, life is a risk. What's not a risk? There's always a risk. There's always a risk in anything that we do. The risk is just amplified now. It's just, but this might be, here's what's crazy and people don't think about it. It's like, this might be the best that, that it ever is. There's no, there's no, there's no rule book saying like, oh man, everything's going to be great and everything's going to be back to normal and we're going to be, and we'll look at this and we'll, we'll be like, oh man, we made it through. This might be the moment where everybody looks back and goes, dude, I really wish we had been enjoying this because right after that, everything fell completely apart. Yeah. Not wow. being a pessimist, I'm just saying sure. like, that the optimistic side of me is saying like, let's, let's enjoy and be thankful and obviously we want to be safe to, to the extent that we need to be safe. But I'm just, like I said, I'm way more about uh, not being afraid to live, you know, um, than I am about being afraid of dying. Cause I know I'm going to die. That's going to yeah. happen. We all yeah. are. Yeah. No, one of my favorites, favorite sayings: nobody's making it out of this world alive. You know? <laughs> That's right. We'll try though. That's right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> You know, download my thoughts and memories and freeze me, and you know. Yeah. And, we'll give it know. a try. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. And, you know what?
that's a lot. I mean, Tom Cruise might end up being around for another 200, 300 years. <laughs> because the dude looks better now than he did ever. But uh, other than that, uh, the rest of us human beings, mere puny mortals, will be gone. <laughs> that's funny. Tom, if you're watching, I'm very sorry. I'm a huge fan. Oh, gosh. Tom knows I'm a fan. Tom, I call him Tom like like we're best friends. <laughs> Right. Mr. Cruz, I thought. Yeah. Tom, I'll see you on Thursday. <laughs> Don't forget, I'm bringing the Bro, chilaquilas. Laser tag meeting. This is how we yeah. for all the Mission Impossible movies. He's I'm, I'm bringing the, the uh, yeah, I'm bringing the spinach dip. Don't worry about it. I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. Well, look, uh, Casey, man, I've had, this has been such an amazing conversation, man. i just can't tell you enough uh, how much I enjoyed this. Oh man, me too. It's it's. I feel like I'm talking to. Uh, I mean, this is what you do, so it's probably how it should feel. But uh, not many people achieve it. I feel like I've been talking to a best friend from high school here that I haven't seen in five years. It's been really great. Man. I've enjoyed it. <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's really good to hear. That that's what I try to do. Just make a a conversation, right? Nothing nothing yeah, crazy. No agenda. I didn't. I literally. I, I. I feel like we talked about everything except the things that we should have talked about. We didn't talk about my record <laughs> at all. But you know, the good news is that it's coming out soon, and people will know all about it. So. You know. <laughs> well, there you go. You just talked about it. There it is. Yeah. I mean, Check. I, I will say this in a in a nutshell. I. I. It's such a weird thing, and I'll try to get through this in less than three minutes here. Going from like. <laughs> Going from being a local musician to, you know, being on TV, getting a major label deal, getting out of that, doing my own thing. It's been a crazy journey. And one of the coolest parts, and I didn't know anything about it, and I felt really weird about it, is I did Kickstarters, which is like a fundraising thing. And what you really do at Kickstarter, a lot of people kind of almost look at it like charity, but you're actually just selling the product before you make it. So you're not really asking people for money for nothing. You're just saying, hey, if you'll give me 20 bucks, I'll give you a T-shirt and a CD, but I'm going to give it to you in like a year. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I promise. I promise. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, the, the last two records I've done like that, and it's just inspiring, man. It's such a different vibe. It's like it becomes, it, it gets way back more towards the, personal relationships where now I literally know you can't always keep up because there's a lot of folks that, that listen to my music and whatnot, but so many of them have become good friends just like they used to. Like so many of my longtime friends I picked up along the way on the road playing in Texas. Like, you know, they, they were fans of mine uh, before I was anybody to anyone, you know, they just liked my music. They liked my voice. And, and because of that, we became friends and now it's kind of the same thing. And this last record, I did the same approach and, and man, and I'd be happy. I'll send you, I'll send you a version um, like digitally, you know, just between me and you to check it out. But it's so strong, man, in the sense that it's so real, open, honest from a, from a lyric standpoint, from my approach vocally, from my musical approach, like so much of it is literally live in the studio. And I'm really, really proud of it. And I'm excited because literally today and tomorrow, I'm some, it's, it's, it's going to be in replication, which means like 
10 to 15 days from now, I'm going to be holding the CD, which means I'm shipping it out to all these people and invested in it like nearly a year ago. Wow. And uh, so, dude, to talk about being excited wouldn't even begin to cover it, which is why I'm very talky and happy and up. <laughs> <laughs> even more than normal. Like, I'm just amped because I'm so excited. There's, you know, the Texas Hill stuff's finally out. I can tell people about it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my record is actually, you know, essentially almost in my hands. I mean, I've been listening to the music and, and just, you know, it's just awesome, man. So there's just tons of, tons of good stuff. But I, um, I had to say that because I know that if anybody made it through an hour and 18 minutes worth of us talking, if they, if they didn't hear anything about the record, they may hit me in the face next time. I saw me. That's probably the person that took your truck earlier. Right? Like. I, I watched you ramble about the weather and the pandemic for an hour and 20 minutes. And you didn't mention your record. I'm no longer a fan. That's it. Ah. Oh, shit. But that's it. Oh. Yeah, I feel like we covered the gambit of my entire scope of living in life. And uh, this has been a blast. Dude. So anytime. anytime oh, we'll get you back on, man. 100% we'll get you back on. I would love yeah. to do this again I'll, for sure. I'll reach out to you next time we play in town. Where are, you, are you still in Austin? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm in Austin. I think we just booked the sh we did just book a show in Austin. I think it's in uh, it's either in September or November. Either way, uh, I'll get you hooked up. We'll get you VIP. Come on back. Oh man, I would love to. I'll be there, man. Um, with t-shirt front front row. You know. you know what? I would I would go get the Texas Hill hat to show you, but since I don't have pants on, we're not going to do that. <laughs> I'll, I wish you'd I'll have just accidentally different. done it and forgotten. Like, oh shit! Like, <laughs> I'll try to remember and bring you one. Bring you one when we're on the, you know, when we're out there. But either way, man, I'm serious. I mean it. This was enjoyable. And anytime, any place, you got my information. Just you know, say when. That's awesome, Casey. I really appreciate it, man. Uh, same here. You know, uh, same goes uh, for Austin. So, hey, if you need anything when you guys come down for the show, I know lots of good food places. Right, I'm a chef here. I owned a business here for a long time. Second favorite thing in my life, other than music, you know, outside of you know, God, and family, and country, sure, and Texas, sure, is food. So, uh, I will go. We will definitely make a trip and go hammer down on some really good food. Yes, I'll I'll hook you guys up and take you guys some really cool badass places you wouldn't even know about with and get us hooked up. Badass yeah, food. Baby. I done. love it. That sounds like a plan, brother. Done, done, and done. Well, right. good, man. I hope uh, enjoy the rest of your day today. Again, stay safe with your family. My best to um, to you guys and and to your new record, man. I'm really uh, very excited. Can't wait to listen to it and and all the Texas Hill stuff too, man. So just really proud thank of you man. and uh, really excited. Man, thank you and thank you again for reaching out. I, I, this was a lot of fun, man. I was not expecting it to be. I knew it was gonna be good just because I checked some stuff out, but uh, yeah. I didn't realize it would be this much fun. So I appreciate it. Awesome, man. Well, thank you again, Casey. We'll talk soon, brother. All right, man. Be safe. All right. You too. Bye-bye. All right. I really hope you enjoyed that podcast as much as I did. If you have any questions for me, please feel free to email the podcast at patrick at texasrealfood.com. And don't forget, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, you know, all the different places you can get podcasts, you'll you'll find us on there. Or you can just go to our website, go to the Lone Star Plate. 
youtube.com. And you can check us out on YouTube if you want to watch it. You know, we video these, now, you know, on a little webcam here and go to the Texas Real Food YouTube channel and you can find it there. Make sure to follow uh, Texas Real Food as well on Instagram and Facebook. Subscribe. Um, and if you, you know, are so inclined, please leave us a review anywhere you can. You know, follow us on Spotify or leave a review on Apple Podcast. Uh, that would really help us out. Thanks again for listening. Really do appreciate it. Um, without you guys, we will, you know, what's the point of doing this? So if you have any suggestions on how we can make the show better, please let us know. Thanks again. Be safe out there. Wash your hands. <laughs>